Good evening. Today's daf is daf Ayin Ches and Kedushin. A few more days till we finish the Mesecht. I just want to dedicate, I spoke by the Chomish Shir Barichas. I want to dedicate this Shir for Yehuda Leib. Lenishmas Yehuda Leib Ben Rebutzchak, who was uh, tragically taken from us today. Uh, and we uh, spoke by the Chomish Shir, you'll hear Barichas what I said about him. But we want to dedicate this Shir tonight. You should have a Lichetika Ganeidin. And uh, we should be reunited with Kitzvah Rana Sheikh Neofer, who will very, very quickly with the coming of Mashiach. We're holding Dafain Ches, the second line, Amr of Yehuda. Amr of Yehuda, Yehuda says, Kayen Gadol Ba'amana Likishtayim. A Kayen Gadol, who has relations with a Amana, gets two sets of Malkus. Achas Mishum Yikach. First, the Torah says that, um, the Torah says that he's not allowed to, it says Amana, Grusha Yikachu. He's not allowed to take an Amana. And and also the Torah says he's not allowed to um, he's not allowed to profane himself. So since he's over on two lavim, the lav of Layikach and Layichalo, so he gets two sets of Malchus. Why? Because he's Mechal, the woman with he, which he has relations with. Where we have a third lav which says that he shall not profane his children, because the children resulting from this act is what is a chalo. So the Khaira, why doesn't he get three sets of Malkus? So where it says, we're talking about a situation where he did not complete his act, and since it didn't lead to pregnancy, he's not giving Malkus for being Mechal Zari. Masav Rabbi, Rabbi asked the Shaila against Rabbi Yehuda's statement from the Mishnah. It says, a Kohen Godel had relations, Almano Grusha Leikim Yishum Shnei Now it says, a Kohen Godel has relations with a widow, who was previously divorced, who was a previously divorcee, is given two sets of Malkus. Two, I'm sorry, he's, he's, yeah, he's giving Malkus to two um, Isurim. So the Gemara says, My love, Shnei Shemes Vesulay. Cheda, what does it mean? That's two labels and no more, which mashma, that he receives only one Malkus for each Isur, and not two as Rabbi Huda taught. So the Gemara says, Loi. Shnei Shemes Alzeh, Shnei Shemes Alzeh. It means, Due to two labels for this, in other words, he's giving Malchus two sets of Malchus for having relations with the widow, for one for one for transgressing Layikach um, and one for Layichalal. And two labels for that, having relations with the divorcee. If this is so, let's look at the Seifa of the, the, the same Mishnah. Grushva Chalutza says if a coin has relations with either a divorcee or a Chalutza, in a Chayyab he only gets one set of Malkus. Since a chalutza is not forbidden to a Kohen Medeiraisa. Now, this is a stira to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that he should receive two sets of Malkus for engaging in relations with the divorcee. So the Gemara says, no, this is what this is what the Mishnah means to say. In he's only chayav for one. And uh, in actu- in, uh, but actually, he's chayav to receive two Malkus for his act of relations with the divorcee, since she is forbidden due to two labels. In other words, he does not receive an additional set of Malkus on account of being a Chalutza, as this is only Asr mid Rabbanan. Frankly, what a Chalutza de Rabbanan, you tell me Chalutza is only a Chalutza forbidding a coin is only de Rabbanan, but Tanya we learned, the Gurusha, the Tere says, Gurusha, and the other Gurusha Chalutza mina, and Tamalim Rabbi Isha. Tere says, he says, and a woman with additional woman and, which comes to include a Chalutza. Which do we see? She's considered this type, uh, to be a type of a divorced woman. Midrayt Isis. The Gemara says no. Midrabanan. It's really Midrabanan. Ukros machta ba'amah. And they have just support minateda, but it's not a minateda. In other words, there's no mokar minateda. So Amar Abaya Abaya says kiddush a kohen who who is mekadesh, 
a forbidden woman to him, so Leike, he gets Malchus. Baal, if he had relations with a woman, Leike, he gets Malchus with her. In addition to the in addition to the Kiddush, he gets an additional set of Malchus. Now, Kiddush, Leike, Mishun, Leikach, if he's Makadash or a woman, he gets the Leikach. He gets Malchus because he's even Leikach. Baal, Leike, Mishun, Leikach, if he's Baal, he gets also Leikach. Rabbi, I'm a Baal, Leike, Leikach, Baal, and Leikach. So if he engaged, he says, if he engaged in relations, he gets Malchus. If he did not engage in relations, he doesn't get Malchus. Why? Because it says, she shall not take, and she shall not be Mechal, which Rav understood. What's the reason he is commanded not to take, so not to be Mechal? So Rav holds that he is not higher for taking, for being Mechalish to a woman, but only in having relations with her, as this leads to Chilo. In other words, he argues with Abai, and he says, that for Kiddush, you don't get Malchus. So the Gemara says, and Abaya holds that the act of Kiddush in itself is forbidden. He agrees in the case of a Israelite who remarries his divorcee after she had been married to someone else in the interim, that if he's Makadish without being Baal, Shaniliki does not get Malchus. Why? The Torah says, take her again to be his wife. Which is Mashma, that the act of Kiddushin is forbidden only if it leads to marriage. And there's no uh, intimacy here since he has not had any relations with her. Now, Umayyad Rabbah became God of and Rabbah agrees in the case of a king God with a widow, that if he had relations, if he was Baal Vulay Kiddush, he gets Malkos. The terrorist says, and he shall not profane his children. And the fact is that with this Maisa, he, he was Machal. They both agree with If they're Baal, but not Mikadash, you don't get Malkus. Why? Because the Teda only forbid them to reestablish their connection through the manner of taking, through Kiddushim, but to not answer the act of. Um, be on its own. Now, Mishnah taught, Rabbi Yudha, Emer, Bas Ger Zohar Kebas If you remember, the Mishnah taught, Rabbi Yudha says that the daughter of a, ma- uh, the daughter of a male uh, Ger is like the daughter of a Cholol and is also for marrying into Kohonah. Why? Because the, the Zohar makes that person a Cholol. So, Bas Ger, the daughter of a Ger, has the same, sta- the same status of a Bas Cholo, which cannot marry a Kohen. Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Rabbi Yudha, Rabbi Yudha says, Bas Ger Zohar Kebas Cholo Zohar. He says, Rabbi Yudha says, the daughter of a male Ger is like the daughter of a male Cholo and is also for marrying into the Kohuna. Hadin Nason and logic dictates that this is so. Ma Cholo, just as the case of Cholo, Shapo Metipek Sheda, which a Cholo comes from a fit drop of Zera, as both his parents are Jewish. And nevertheless, the the, the Cholol himself, Shabbat, he, that came from a Tipek Shira, a Bitei Psula. So in the case of Cholol, comes from a fit drop of Zera, as both whose parents are Jewish. His daughter is nevertheless unfit to marry to, to the Kohona. So Ger, Lecheda Ger, Shabbat, a Psula, which came from a Tipek Psula, and he didn't Shabbat, Psula, for sure the daughter should be, uh, should be uh, unfit to marry to the Kohona. So the Gemara now counters this learning. Ma'ala Cholol, how could you compare Cholol, Shekin Yitzhira, in the case of the Cholol, he is formed through a transgression. Whereas the Goy's parents of a convert were permitted to have relations with each other. Therefore, the halacha of the daughter of a Cholol might be more Chomer than the halacha of the daughter of a Ger, because the, the, the Ger, they did, the, that, that, the, the person who was a Ger, their parents, yeah, they did something wrong. Mashiach and the parents of the Ger didn't do anything wrong. 
So the Gemara responds, The case of a Kohen Gadol who has relations with a Mana shall prove that this is not true. Why? Since the formation of the Kohen Gadol was not through a transgression, and beat the Baver, and yet his daughter is unfit to marry into the Kuna, indicating that being formed through an Aver does not play a role in this manner. So the Gemara says, one second, how could you, by Kohen Gadol and Amana, she came, the Bia is Aser. Aspect in which leads to this to the chumrah of the halacha that his daughter is unfit to marry into the kohana because she be, she can be asked by various. The Gemara says the case of chalu will prove that this is not the case uh, as his daughter is unfit despite the fact that his act of biyah did not involve the iser. din it goes back. So what's the What's the common denominator is that they are unlike she'en most sorry that they're unlike most of the kihila and most of the congregation and that they both differ from yidin of good yuchsen either because of their formation of their act of bia involving a iser and their daughters are therefore unfit to marry into the kohana I'm also going to bring the case of the Ger, who is unlike most of the Kihila, and therefore his daughter is also unfit to marry into the Kona. So the Gemara says, the Gemara rejected, what about their common denominator, in that the reason they are not like most of the congregation is, includes an aspect of transgression, either with regards to their formation or to the act of the Bia. Therefore, the Allah of the daughter of a Ger cannot be derived from them, so the Gemara says, Do not say that a Kayengodu has relations with an Almana will prove. Rather say, Say that the first generation male Egyptian uh, who married a first generation female Mitzri will prove. Although their Bia does not involve a Isser, their children are nevertheless unfit to marry into the Kohana. As we know, as we learned a few times, that by a Mitzri we wait for Deir Shlishim. The Gemara says, the Gemara rejects, what about by the case of the first generation Egyptian, he's not fit to enter into Klal Yisrael. And that is why his children may not marry into Kohuna. So the Gemara says, Chalo will prove that this aspect doesn't, we don't, we don't care about this. So what's the common denominator? That they are unlike most of the congregation, and the daughters are unfit. So I'm going to add uh, the daughter. Therefore, I'm, I'm, so therefore, I'm going to bring the case of the ger, who's unlike most of the kihila, and therefore his daughter is also unfit to marry into the kohana. Wow. So the Gemara says, What about the common denominator? She can place them be awesome. Where is that they disqualify the daughters of a kohen from marrying a kohen through their act of bia, which is not the case of a ger. So the Gemara explains. But Rabbi Yehuda, Ger Nami Pesel Bibiyasi, and Rabbi Yehuda also holds that a Ger also disqualifies the daughter of a Kayin from marrying a Kayin through his act of Bia. And he learns the halacha that the daughter of a Ger is unfit to marry into the Kuna by means of a Ma'atzad, and from this halacha. Rabbi Lazar Ben Yankiv says that the daughter of a Ger and a Jewish woman is fit to marry into the Kohuna. Tanya, we don't know the Shimon, Ben Yechai Aymer, he says, A female who converts less than three years old is fit to marry Kohuna. Like it says, 
by all the female children keep alive for yourself. But wasn't Pinchas the crane with them, and yet the terror permitted them, women, to all all of them, which is mashman that girls who are not the age, who are not of age when they convert, are permitted even to the kohuna. But Abbanan, and Chacham hold that even a girl who converts at less than three years old cannot marry kohuna. What do they do with this passage? When it says keep alive for yourself, that means for slaves and maidservants, but not for marriage. The more comments, and all of the Tanaim who have the Machlekes with regards to uh, the daughter of a, of a Ger, of marrying into Kohuna, they all learn the same Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Neither shall they take as their wives a widow, nor her that divorced, but they shall take Psulais of the seed of the house of Yisrael. Rabbi Yudha holds that a Kohen can marry a woman, he says like this, Rabbi Yudha Sover, Ad Is Kalzerem Yisrael, that a Kohen can marry a woman only if the entire seed from these born to the Jewish people, but not if one of the parents is a Ger. Rabbi Lazar Ben Yankov says, what does it say? Of the seed of Beis Yisrael, which is mashma, that not all the seed must come from the house of Beis Yisrael, even part of the seed that is uh, sufficient to allow her to marry a Kohen. Beis Yisrael holds that even the daughter of two Gerim is permitted to marry into the Kohona. Sovereign, he holds that Mishin Israel Yisrael says of the Zerim Yisrael means one who was seated. In other words, one who was conceived be Yisrael in, in Yisrael. Right, and they have to have Jewish parents. Rishim Ben Yechai, who permits a female who converted at less than three years old to marry into Kuna, he'll hold Mishin Israel Psulel be Yisrael, which means that. When it says psulais, is referring to one whose psulais was formed as a yid. In other words, a woman who was already Jewish when her psulais completed its formation, which occurs at the age of three years old. Okay, so Amalei Rav Nachman Rav says like this. He says, Hi concerning the passage The first case addresses a case with a kohen gadol as it states that he may not marry a widow, and the later case addresses the case with a coin hedyet, as it states that he may marry a widow. So the is that reasonable manner to which to interpret the Pasuk, so Amrlei, so Rav said him in, this is the Takib Shat of the Pasuk. Uksav, uksav, uksav krohochi, so he says, but can a Pasuk be written this way? Same Pasuk addressing two different subjects without clarifying. So Amrlei in, yes, Pasuk says, and the lamp of Hashem was yet gone out, and Shmuel was laid down to sleep in the, in, the, in the temple of Hashem. Now, if you read it literally, you'll ask a question. It apparently, what does it say? If you read it literally, it means that Shmuel was laying in the, in the base of English, but we know you're not allowed to, you have no right to sit in the base of Migdash only for the kings of the house of David. How could Shmuel be laid down in the base of Migdash? Rather, you have to touch up like this. The Pasuk, and the lamp of Hashem was not yet gone, is the Heichel Hashem. Shmuel Sheikhev, Shmuel was laid down, Bim Kemei in his place. So we see the same Pasuk talks about two separate things. So the Gemara now, so since the Gemara quoted the Pasuk in Yecheskel, it's now going to speak, speak right in the Pasuk of Yecheskel. And a widow who is widow of a Kain, they may take. Now, does this mean that a Kain may marry a widow? Mi of a Kayin in Yisrael Lay. 
Does this mean that the Kohen may marry the widow of a Kohen, but yet, yes, but the widow of a regular girl, he may not? We know that's not the, that's not the halacha. A Kohen is allowed to marry an Amana. So the says, When the Pasuk says, a Kohen, they may take, meaning that of the rest of the Kohenim they may take. In other words, it's permitted for all other Kohenim to marry her. Which means the rest of the Kohenim they may take. Yudha says a different explanation of the Pasuk. It says a widow who is the widow of one whose daughters are fit to marry into the Kohenim they may take. It says, um, one whose daughters are fit to marry into the kuna, they may take. So the Gemara says, Rabbi goes based on his reasoning, the Omar, who says, the daughter of a male convert is like the daughter of a male cholol. Anyone whose daughter you may marry, so you can marry the Ammana. But you can't marry the daughter. You cannot marry the widow. So the, therefore, the pasuk states that a kohen may marry the widow only of one whose daughter is permitted to marry into the kohuna. Even if there was a male convert who married a geiris, his daughter is fit to marry into the kohuna. It says that from the day that the Beis Midrash was destroyed, the Kohuna, the Kohenim were accustomed to act with a higher standard for themselves, and according to the opinion of Rebbe Lazar ben Yankiv, and they would marry the daughter of a Ger only if one parent was born Jewish. He says, if Huna said to me, if a Kohen comes to consult with us, to whether or not he should marry the daughter of two Gaidim, but I'm like Rebbe Lazar Yankiv, teach him like Lazar Yankiv. Nasa, but if he married her, don't make them get divorced. So there's a lachatchil and there's a Okay, new Mishnah, we're holding Davayin Ches Ahmed Beis. Ha'oimer, if a person says, Mamzer, if a person says, this son of mine, he's a Mamzer, he claims that the son was born to uh, a forbidden. He's saying about his son that he's a Mamzer. Correct, correct. So what's the din? He's not believed. He's not believed to say that a son is a mamzer. Why not? Rashi says, the kodav who He's a kodav, and a kodav can't be made. There's actually a maisa. I'll finish the mission. I'll tell you the maisa that happened with the Ramesha once. Even if both of them, the father and the mother, admitted that the fetus in her womb was a mamzer, they are not deemed credible. There's a maisa once Ramesha. He was in the chasana. And uh, the mother, right before, right, right before the, uh, right before he's about to make the, the brach on uh, Erisin Kiddushin, the mother says, "My son's a mamzer." So Meisha turns, neman, and he went vaiter with the with the chasna, based on this mishnah. Okay, my so the gemara says this, my vafilush name. What's the chiddush? And even if both of them, in other words. What's taught in this case that's not stated in the first case that the father is not believed to state that his son is a mamzer? So the says like this: Loy mi boy It's speaking like it's not necessary. Loy mi boy ihu to loy kim Now it's not necessary. It's not necessary to state Allah with regards to his claim when it's not clear to him. In other words, a father can never be sure that the child is his because maybe the loy kim lei ala filo ihi the kim even the mother. Even with her, when it's clear to her that who the father is, 
she is nevertheless not believable. And additionally, it's not necessary to state when the child has a chazaka of good yuchsin, as he, as he was assumed to be a good yuchsin before his parents came to testify, so they're not believed. Even in the case of the fetus, the less they chazaka, the kashrus, which there's no chazaka beforehand, that, she was a, that this child was a kosher child, had no status with regards to the yuchsin until it was born. So, you're going to say, oh, the parents are not, they're not fighting against the chazaka. So the Gemara says, so the, the, likewise, these parents are not deemed credible. Yehuda Emer Abuda says, no. Neman, they are deemed credible. Because the Tanya, and he says, Araya. The, the Pasuk says, Yakir, he shall acknowledge. In other words, Yakir, he should acknowledge the firstborn. Which means that the father shall acknowledge him to others. In other words, he is deemed credible to tell others that this is his firstborn. Rabbi says that a person is deemed credible to say, This is my firstborn son. Just like a person is believed to say, This is my firstborn son. A person is believed to say, This is a ben grusha, ben chalutza. Now, the chacham say, No, any nemani is not believed. In other words, when it's Lateva, like a good thing for Bechir, that's one thing. But to say that somebody is uh, Ben Chalutza, Ben Grusha, that he's not allowed to say. Now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he derives from these words that a father is deemed credible to uh, attest to the identity of his children, of his sons. So that's why he says, Yakir, he shall recognize. But according to the Chachamim, Yaker Lamali, what's the point? Why would the terrorist say Yaker? He shall recognize. So the Gemara answers, it's necessary for a case, but Sri when he requires identification. In other words, if the identity of the firstborn is unknown, in such a situation, the, well, the Pasuk. Like Yehuda, it, 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 uh, Yehuda says he's. Yeah, okay. So my answer is we're talking about um, we're talking about when he requires identification. In other words, you don't know who the firstborn is, so he says it's a firstborn. So the what's what's the Allah relevance? So my answer is by giving him a double portion. It's obvious. Why don't you have a Pasik for it? Um now, because if the guy wants to go give him a matana, could could he give him matana? So why wouldn't he believe to say, this is my firstborn son, to give him a double portion as a gift? So if, as if a gift, it would be believed, would the base not give it to him? So since the father could have given a double portion to the to the Bechir, without having to testify that he's the Bechir, so then it's obvious. What do I need to have a Pasuk to tell me that Yaker, to give him Peshnaim? So my answer is the Pasuk was referring to talking about property that came into possession at a later point, which he was unable to give to his sons at the time that he came to testify. So the Pasuk teaches us that the son whom the father states that he's the Bechir will receive a double portion even on that property. Right, so according to the mirror, who says that a person can transfer an identity that has not yet come into the world, which would mean that a person can give away his property even before it enters his possession. What do I, what do I need to have the Pasuk of Yakir? So my answer is, we're talking about where property came into the father's possession when he's a glacis, he's about to die, at which point he cannot transfer ownership of any of his properties to others. So from here, I need out the Pasuk of Yaakir to teach that the son whom the father states that he is the firstborn will receive the double portion, even the property that he had received when he was a glacis. Okay, we'll stop.